that when uh, Joseph uh, came, uh, Jacob, as it says in verse 2, collected his strength and sat up. Then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Now, at this time, when he comes to the end of his life, his thoughts go back to what God had done from him. You remember last time we studied, uh, he told Pharaoh that his days were but short, even though he was over a hundred years old, and his life was bad when compared to his, his, uh, his fathers that were before him. Uh, but now, at this time, with his son, he focuses on the things of God and what God has said to him. And really, this is what we need to do uh, at all times, remembering what God has done for us. Now, let, let's turn to the passage, just to remind us, because it was a number of weeks uh, ago, probably months, that uh, we read from Genesis chapter 35. Uh, and, uh, and see what, what God had said to him. Let's start in Genesis 35, starting in verse 5. Uh, As they journeyed, there was great terror upon the cities which were around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, and he and all the people who were with him. And he built an altar there, and he called the, the place El Bethel, because God, there God had revealed, uh, to him, uh, revealed himself to him when he fled from his brother. Uh, now Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died and was buried below Bethel under the oak. Uh, that was named Alon Bakuth. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Panamaram and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. Thus he called him Israel. God also said to him, I am the God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from me, uh, sorry, come from you. And kings shall come forth from you. And the land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac I will give to you. And I will, be, uh, I will give the land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him in that place where he had spoken with him. And Jacob set up a pillar in that place where he had spoken to him. A pillar of stone. And he poured out a drink offering on it. And he poured oil on it. So Jacob named the place where God had spoken with him, Bethel. So we can see that at the end of Jacob's life, uh, he had something he needed to share with his son Joseph. And it's this prophecy that just like Abraham, you remember, he was called out of his home and told to go down to the land of Canaan, the promised land, and he was told there that uh, I will make your descendants as numerous as the sand on the seashore, as, as many as the stars uh, in the night sky. And Abraham, the Bible tells us, was without child and is good and dead before he was given the son that would fulfill this prophecy, or through whom this, the, this prophecy would fulfill. They haven't seen it yet. Uh, Isaac didn't see it, but he had the same, same promise. And now Jacob, Israel, he, 
He has the same promise. They all have the same promise. They haven't seen it yet. But yet they all believed it. And now he's passing it on to his son Joseph because now, finally, he can see how it's all going to turn out. Now, of course, we can go over to the book of Exodus and we can see exactly how it turned out. The, the, the nation of Israel grew in Egypt to be a multitude. Uh, and it was from there that they went out and uh, God had blessed them in many ways until finally they came to, to the land of Canaan and they destroyed the Canaanites and took that land as a, as a possession fulfilling this very prophecy. Now, the point I think of this chapter verse 40, uh, 48 is that Jacob is looking to God and what he has promised. Now what he has promised is not what Jacob has now. He's not, he, ha, he had to leave that promise. He's, not only does he not own a, a, an inch of, of that land, but because of circumstances, God has taken him out of that land. But does that change his faith? Does that change his focus? Does that change his belief in God? Far from it. It, it. it strengthens his faith in God because he knows that God will make their situation in Egypt to become the fulfillment of the promise. And so what about us? You know, we need to, we need to think that we are, are, we are, we have this promise of a promised land. We don't own any part of it. We don't, we don't even live there. And then we're like Jacob now. We're not even, we don't even have a tent on that land. But does that make the slightest bit of difference? No. Because God has promised us that we have a home in heaven. Jesus came to show us the way home. We know how to get home. Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. And he said, and I go to prepare a place for you. Like Jacob, we need to focus on that. You know when things get tough? You know when the devil's trying to get at you and you're weary? and things aren't going so well in this life that, that maybe you're in pain or maybe you, you, you've been having just the, the worst time. We need to, like Jacob, we need to strengthen ourselves, sit up and focus on the promises of God that we know will be fulfilled. It's not a case that we think these things are going to happen. We know that they're going to happen. How do we know? Well, you see, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. The more we read the Word of God, the more we understand that whatever God says that is how it's going to turn out. However unlikely it is that Abraham, the old man with a wife who had no children, would be a father of 
great nations and the kings would come from him. No matter how ridiculous that sounded to Sarah as she laughed when the angels prophesied it, it came to pass. And so when God tells us that we have a home in heaven, through our reading the Bible, seeing these promises being fulfilled time and time again, we have faith. Do you not have enough faith? Well, read the Bible more. That's what it says. That's how you gain faith. You remember the parable of the, the, uh, of the virgins. There were five foolish and five wise. You remember that parable. And you remember the difference between them. That one had enough oil in their flask, in, in, their, in, their, in, their, in their lantern and in their flask. And the foolish ones didn't. Now that oil is what keeps the light burning. What keeps our spiritual light burning is faith. Right? Now, how were they, how were they going to fill up their flask? Well, in the power of go to the dealers and buy some more for yourselves. Well, that's what we need to be doing now. We need to be like the wise ones, because when Christ comes, it'll be too late then, right? But we need to be filling up our spiritual flasks now. How? How do we get this, this fuel that keeps our line burning? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ simple as that. Read your Bibles. If you don't have enough faith, and we don't, let's face it, we're all in that place, we need to read our Bibles. In Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it men of old gained approval. <laughs> we're going to be coming back to this chapter a few times in this study. Yes, men of old gained approval. Can you name one of them? Yeah. Jacob, Israel, gained approval by the faith that he had. He did not see what was to come, but he was assured of it and he was convinced of it. And so too can we be. 